2: as a lesbian today.
3: Oh, my God! You were at the uh, funeral for former Senator Bob Dole. You're seated next to Republican Senator Ted Cruz, um, who, as everybody can see, is not masked, despite
4: rules at the National Cathedral requiring all guests to wear masks indoors. I personally have talked to Tony Fauci many times in the last few weeks, And we both agree that not only the travel ban should be uh, released because not effective.
2: I will tell you, I have a three-year-old who goes to school, sits outside for snacks and lunch, wears a mask inside, and it's no big deal to him. Does this say anything to you about climate change? Or do you conclude that these storms and the intensity we have to do with climate change?
1: Well, all that I know is that the intensity of the weather across the board has some impacts as a consequence of the warming of the planet.
5: Ah, uh, as if he's not a ghoul enough. Yes, uh, Joe Biden happy to uh, suggest that the K- the Kentucky deaths are because of climate change, or at least they're a factor. That's as you know. I don't know. I don't know if you can, can get much more ghoulish than that. But that's what he was saying today.
2: We're already in the next public health crisis, honey. The tornado public health crisis. So I think it's right. time to take tornadoes as serious as we take COVID, Oh which means that hold we on need
5: to- i assume it was a shattuck who set the alarm in this room it's going off now hold on go <laughs> ahead and fill Alice.
2: i'm sure it was a shattuck so for those of you who don't know tom's still in connecticut that's why he is not on the video and um we left him there because he has two more remotes at uh wtic in hartford connecticut this week uh so you can find him live there and chat with him the rest of us Shadocks have come home uh not that we wouldn't love to stay in connecticut but we had some obligations here uh earlier today and then this week but tom this puts me in a bit of a conundrum are you back at your microphone yet? yes yes so because as you know, I don't like to drink when the cameras pointed at me on the show.
5: Oh right! So,
2: but now the cameras always pointed at me, so I have to drink on camera. No, you don't. Now. There's
5: two cameras. Just p- put the second one pointed at Pepper. You <laughs> I know how to know. do this.
2: Well, the other camera. You have the other
5: camera. Well, there's you. three cameras. There's one above you.
2: But that's on the ceiling. It's pointed at me. Also, they're both pointed at me. But you can point it at the dog. I don't know. I don't know. Or um, you can just anyway, drink. I don't. That one's that one's cord can't reach me from where when I'm sitting at this step. Anyway.
5: All right, which um, actually brings me. I to, have to
2: drink on camera, so I apologize to everybody. Which
5: is a good time for me to tell my James story, Alice. Over the weekend, <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> while I was writing my Substack, uh, James, my my son said, just very dryly and out of the nowhere, as I'm typing away, he said. Dad, are you going to, uh, he said, sorry, he said, Dad, are you an alcoholic? And I'm like typing, and I'm like, wow, that's a, <laughs> so if, he's never, this is unprecedented. So I'm like, I'm going to answer him. So I'm like, uh, probably. And uh, <laughs> I figure that'll make it go away. And so, um, so then um, I look over there and he's holding his cherry, I'm sorry, he's holding his cranberry uh, thing of cranberry juice.
2: Cranberry juice cocktail. Yes,
5: and I realized he meant, is the cranberry juice alcoholic? He didn't say, are you? I just misconstrued it. He said, is the cranberry juice alcoholic? was As in, is there alcohol in it? So I said, oh, you meant, is is that alcoholic? He said, yeah. And I said, no, no, not at all. (laughs) So crisis (laughs) averted, it. That was the confusion. Crisis averted, okay? Yeah. Now we don't they have to do notice that you're an alcoholic. Right. and we don't, have, and I have to do any, don't have to do any soul searching or start beginning my voyage yet, because mm-hmm. that the moment didn't happen. Rock bottom was just missed. We just as the boulder was swinging by, uh, almost killing Indiana Jones, we stepped inside a uh, a little divot in the wall, and we lived to see another day. There you go. <laughs> what Do you hear the dogs? You the,
2: oh, the next door dogs in there. Yes. I'm back with our dogs too. Here, which is exciting. Listen. Oh, I can hear them. Yeah. Yay! Are the people in that room yelling at each other again and the I'm door? Because that was happen. weird last night at midnight.
5: That'll happen as soon as it starts getting good. Uh, okay, so 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 before we get to it, by the way, how was your day? It got a little
2: crazy, so we drove up. I drove up with the kids from Connecticut today. We went to our uh, friend's kids' birthday party, and then we hung out for a bit with them. That was fun.
5: Very cool. Uh, After I saw you, Alice, I went, like I said, to a mall with a JCPenney in it with a huge fat person section. I was in my glory. (laughs) I'm going, I'm looking around, and they don't have any, all the vests look like... I'm like, um, like I'm, uh, trying to, uh, to try out for, uh, as one of, um, uh, Maureen the Stallion. What's her name? Who's the Stallion?
2: Megan the Stallion. Yeah, like
5: I'm trying to try out as one of her backup dancers. All of the vests that are available, the, the, like, outdoor vests, so there was nothing. There was only one that was awesome, but the only color they had that fit me, the only color. Was flaming red, like the brightest thing in the store. Red, so mm-hmm. like, like me wearing a, the brightest thing around is like, uh, people are gonna assume.
2: <laughs> did you wear a, an orange well, long sleeve dry fit shirt?
5: no, but this thing is a huge red vest. I would look like uh, Jupiter with arms and legs walking down the street if I were to wear this thing. It was uh, egregious, and uh, so that that didn't happen. But I did get somebody. I did get a present for somebody that we both know. Not you, but uh, a smaller person. I did find there, mm. But and the great thing I did is I went up to – I I then tracked down um, a, a Nike missile site. and Why? These are awesome. If you saw – remember we did that. We were broadcasting Friday from Avon. Well, there, there's a beautiful mountain next to us, which is called mm-hmm. – uh, is, is it Prescott Mountain? Anyway, it's a I I tweeted about it. So anyway, I look for, I drive up there and the Nike missile sites these they're all in ways which is great. And I go up there in that area up there, it, that's the super rich Connecticut part Alice that is ridiculous huge iron gates, huge. It's ridiculous. So anyway, I found the site where the couldn't go anywhere near it. There was um security all around it because there's a lab that they use the old remains. Um, but there but the area is there where they had any so there's two every, near every Nike missile site. Unless it's a anti-aircraft cannon, what they have is they've got mi- missiles, these Ajax missiles that were put there in the 50s or 60s. And so you have a mm-hmm. Ajax missile site, and then a, a, a mile away or so will be the radar site that guides the missile. So the radar site essentially is tracked onto the missile when it launches to go after Russian bombers who so have come over the North Pole and are, would work their way down the eastern seaboard to destroy New York and, you know, everything in the eastern seaboard and huh. Washington D.C. Obviously, whatever that was the idea. Um, so that's the place I went close to as close as I could get to, but it was great because I could see the, the, the view, the vista that they would have on that site, and to see how much of the, the the it's totally unencumbered. You can see 360 degrees all of Connecticut and I assume much of New York, et cetera. And you would just think that that would make sense to have these, uh, these missiles up there to shoot down Russian bombers in the fifties and sixties. And a lot of these things stayed open until the seventies. Actually a guy on Twitter tweeted me that he remembers hearing the drills for the Nike huh. missile places. But i I did a little research on these and there's some more, some, there's some more that are actually more preserved. Mm-hmm. I did a little research on these and these places used to routinely when they'd open up because you know it was like a patriotic thing that near you and yeah. there was one in the winchester medford line in the fells too when these places would open up of course there was a huge military presence rolling through town when it was happening when they'd open up they'd have a oftentimes a a um a uh, like party. house sorry what like a party yes yeah exactly and the public was involved invited very go up cool and have fun at the at the Nike missile place where the where the troops were and stuff right, I think that stuff is so fascinating and yeah. I think that the you know the moment I drove towards where you could see the approach to the radar there was a security truck right there because it's the state uses the land for this and that between that and finding the old norwich asylum yeah there's a lot was- of good stuff down here so I'm really digging that but all right
2: we uh, also drove by but didn't check out the like new london naval submarine area
5: which even though we couldn't get very close to it also felt big felt yeah. ominous didn't it it was mm-hmm. very cool all right so i'm going to start out with just a couple things i picked out of watching the sunday shows or listening to the sunday shows i should say um one is cnn's making all sorts of changes and they're whacking people in this net but the 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 general bias of the people who aren't stupid like you've got you've got the dumb waifs like don lemon and the a jarhead like uh, uh you know chris cuomo and you've got a lot of dumb people who move through cnn as um as uh analysis people who aren't smart people but alice people n- analysis people oh
2: i thought you said i know analysis i know, and I know.
5: People. so so but
2: i haven't yet but put anybody is cnn what are you talking about
5: Sorry, continue. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so, um, you've got a lot of those kind of people. So, in those, those are one thing. But when you have somebody like Tapper, who contends that he actually is a serious newsman, mm-hmm. he is not. He is he is absolutely just as bad. Two more hogs got the fever. He has got the fever as bad as anybody else, and you can tell because he has trouble containing himself when pretending or attempting to talk about topics. That should mean things that are, are not personal, that are that should be purely political. He can't help but get himself up into a lather and get angry, and that's what he's talking to Amy Klobuchar today, mostly about the the Build Back Better Bill and the Roe v. Wade stuff and this and that. But then he. took a quick aside to bring up something that you could tell had been bothering him
3: there's something that happened uh friday uh that i wanted to ask you about if we can bring up the picture um you were at the uh funeral for former senator bob dole and you were seated there's there you are you're seated next to a republican senator ted cruz um who as everybody can see is not masked despite rules at the national cathedral requiring all guests to wear masks indoors now you're a breast cancer survivor um you're still recovering i guess uh
1: i'm i'm 100 percent. you're 100 percent
3: better but you're still at risk of infection because of uh, because of this
5: you see what's happening here else what he's trying <laughs> so hard to do aha i found something you see you see oh please let there be oh she has a comorbidity she had breast cancer please please let this be true right you see what he did right you see what he did it's like man the desperation in this guy trying to set it up trying to get her to play along
3: this fight that you you won what was going through your mind there where ted cruz pulls up next to you and doesn't
5: have a mask on even though the rules are the rules are says the new man (laughs) those are the rules what is a grown man 50 years old talking about this masks again mask you have to have it he didn't have it didn't have it this it's a funeral for a dead person there's a a, a tornado you know that just destroyed a state and a half he didn't have a mask on what are the rules you had cancer right well get mad at him for please me please
3: wear a mask to protect you you wear the masks to protect other people
1: mm-hmm. um i think people should wear masks especially when they're in settings when they're supposed to i think part of our duty as civic leaders um is actually to model behavior um because it's not just about masks it's also about vaccines and Ted Cruz, you know, he's gotten a vaccine. He gets that. So she doesn't play along.
5: From there, she veers off into honoring Bob Dole. And good for her. And I love it that she kind of stuffed him because I think that he felt that he had laid all the, he had led her as right to the water and all she had to do was drink.
2: Well, I mean, he's used to that because half of Congress acts like this all the time. I mean, do you remember we had to hear this about how when the Capitol was Quote, attacked like when they had the riot on January 6th, right? And they were hiding in the room, and how like Marjorie Taylor Greene wouldn't wear a mask in the room or whatever. And then, like, all the people complained like, people were like, Oh, Ayanna Presley's husband has a comorbidity. What if they gave her COVID? And like, all these squad people claim to have gotten COVID during the Capitol riots, like, from marjorie taylor green because in the room that they were hiding in she didn't wear a mask even though she didn't have covid they all had covid like i just i'm so blown away by this like weird lecturing from people that like They get COVID and then they yell at other people who haven't had COVID
5: about how they gave them COVID.
2: It boggles my
5: mind. Oh, totally. And they're still doing it. And they're still selective about it. Tapper didn't give the people who went to the Mets without a mask, didn't give them crap. He didn't care about that. But when the the left media, you know, when they saw the Sturgis rally happening again, they were all into that. They brought Fauci in for that.
3: Well, I'm very concerned, Chuck, that we're going to see another surge related to that rally. I mean, to me, it, it's, it's, it's understandable that people want to do the kinds of things they want to do. They want their freedom to do that. But there comes a time when you're dealing with a public health crisis that could involve you, your family and everyone else, that something supersedes that need to do exactly what you want to do.
5: <laughs> so now let's compare that to the coverage of the Obama wedding, where New York Times reporter Arnie Annie Carney uh, you know, said, don't worry. You're not going to have to worry about this crowd.
2: Other people said, you know, this is really being overblown.
1: They're following all the safety precautions. People are going to sporting events that are bigger than this. This is going to be safe. This is a sophisticated vaccinated crowd.
5: So it's interesting. They're sophisticated. The they're- Obama birthday, not the yeah. Obama wedding. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. They're sophisticated. Don't worry about that, guys. And that's what it's really about, Alice, is because they're sophisticated, so I don't mind if they do it. Tapper... Right.
2: And, and you see this because it absolutely is a class thing, right? Because, like, all these Hollywood red carpet events, even, like, the Met Gala that AOC went to and stuff, all the famous, wealthy, elite people don't have to wear masks, right? But who does? The kids?
5: The people. The people who help. the People waiting
2: on them. The help has to wear masks. The entourages do. The bodyguards do. The camera people do. The people who are working for a living at these events all have to wear masks. The people at Obama's birthday party had to wear masks that were serving the food and, you know, setting up the tents and all that stuff. They all had to wear masks when they were there. But Obama and other people, they don't have to do that because they're special and good. And, like, we heard it with the Oscars. They were like, oh, well... You know, LA has a carve out for recording TV shows, and technically, the whatever the Oscars are a TV show. Mm-hmm. So, when you're doing when you're recording a TV show, the people who are in the TV show don't have to wear masks, even though anybody else would if they had a comparable event. You know, Bethany Mandel was tweeting about the Montgomery County, this big event that they had, that all the people there were not wearing masks, even though they tweeted pictures of themselves and masks at it just to to like show that they're good, but it's all a lie. They're not doing it. They only want you to do it because you're not as good a person as they are.
5: It, but that is remarkable that they're really playing it out that blatantly. Like how yeah. how, how powdered wig um you know But
2: I think people uh, well, on the left really do worship these people and view them as superior, so it's okay with them. Do you know so, what I mean?
5: Like Right. Well, so so I get, so let me, wear a let me tell you something. tell you something? If if Ted Cruz, big Texas belt buckled, gun toting, wearing guy, sort of if uh, if he had um if he had sat next to Amy Klobuchar who wasn't masked, and they went on tapper, would that would he have asked Ted Cruz about it?
2: Um, yeah.
5: No, of right. course not.
2: Oh, you mean if Ted Cruz hadn't been wearing the mask there?
5: No, no. no. If it was Klobuchar who wasn't wearing a mask sitting next to Ted Cruz with a mask on, would that be an issue?
2: Of course not. No, right? No, of course not. Because it's not
5: just the mask; it's the wrong people without the masks. Right. It's important yeah
2: some people are good people and so when they get covid it's not contributing to the spread or whatever but some people are bad people and you just know that by knowing it it's not something there's no like rubric for determining that so you know it it all depends and that's not only a judgment um on your You know like what you how effective you think masks are or something that's a judgment on your morality and your Mm -hmm. character so this woman that i know in town wrote this on her facebook she got covid right she's been big into like explaining how it's all our fault that everybody's still getting covid so but she got she's obviously got all the vaccines everything but she got covid and she wrote this on facebook day one of quarantine (laughs) two days ago i noticed i couldn't smell or taste and so yesterday i got tested and it was covid positive i'm vaxxed but admittedly i'm not always wearing a mask who knows where i got it i hardly see anyone there have been so many choices i've had to make that integrity and character qualify those decisions when i realized i was missing my smell and taste i could have not gotten tested i wonder how many people make that decision when i found out i was COVID positive there were people to inform I wonder how many people choose not to inform others. (laughs) I'm now in quarantine. I wonder how many people choose not to quarantine. As I navigate this moment in my life, I'm realizing that this is not just a pandemic of a virus, but a revealing of character and integrity. Wow, if that's that's that's, not the lead. (laughs) And maybe that's why this thing is not going away. Maybe too many people choose selfishly rather than doing what's right for their neighbor. So you see? Wow. Maybe God is punishing you because you're a bad person, and that's why this person, who's obviously good and does all the right things, maybe that's why she's somehow been caught in the crossfire of the moral judgment upon you for your selfish behavior. I mean, like, if we're not back at the AIDS crisis, I don't know
5: where we are, right? Oh, totally. But I love the way you she says doing that. Something, it, it, you that, must be you doing what? something bad. But, but it's, it's it's when, when, she says, when she says, you know, it occurs to me that maybe – This is not about the pandemic, but about a character. That's what she, that's the only line she needs in this essay. That's what she's always wanted to say since the beginning. Since the beginning, I'm doing things better, much better. I'm doing things a little bit better. I'm doing things marginally better, but I'm definitely doing things better. doesn't matter. I'm doing all the right things. So somebody there must have been a little less than how good I am there. You see, but I'm only this good because I care so much about you, but somebody doesn't care that much about me. Just say you hate people. Just say you hate <laughs> white trash, okay? We get it, okay? Just say what you really feel. The veneer here is, you know, a little more transparent than you think, but it would probably make you feel better if yeah, you were saying— Yeah,
2: we're picking up what you're putting down, lady. We get right. it. We hear so you, what just you're say saying.
5: You hate uh, 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 white people without college education. You hate them, okay? Just say it. Just say it loudly. You know, at least you'd be honest, and it would probably feel good. Right. Yeah. I it's.
2: I do agree with her that I think that the pandemic happening has been very revealing, like a lot of people have revealed a lot about themselves. Oh, but
5: yeah.
2: We did. We differ on exactly how and where that's occurred, because I definitely have learned a lot about a lot of people over the last year and a half, two years. I don't know about you.
5: Uh, yes, I would say so. <laughs> All right, let me move to another thing here. Um, Margaret Brennan today on... This is actually... This should be big news. I don't know if anybody, anybody else has found it other than me yet, but this should be pretty big news. Margaret Brennan had on um, Tulio de Oliveira. He's the the he's the he's Fauci of South Africa. He's the guy okay. who found the thing, and he's the guy who's whatever. So um, just listen to this. They're talking about the... Uh, flight uh, Um travel bans omicron Uh yep in the travel bans this guy obviously from south africa he hates the travel ban i think it's bs which it is so listen to margaret brennan asked him about it
1: at least two dozen countries have travel restrictions on south africa dr fauci here in the u.s said america would like to lift it as soon as they have uh, evidence to justify it do you believe the travel ban can be safely lifted now
4: Yes, of course. First, travel bans, uh, they do not work. And you're going to re- remember one of your previous presidents that was the first one to put a travel ban to China and the United States of America end up with the higher number of infected individuals of SARS-CoV-2 and with the highest death toll in the in, in the world. And not only travel bans do not work, but they also will disencourage scientists like us that have been brave enough to identify a variant that have emerged like a week or two after that emerged. I personally have talked to Tony Fauci many times in the last few weeks, and we both agree that not only the travel bans should be uh, released because not effective, but will this the rest of the world to become public in key crucial data that can help the response to the pandemic.
5: Alice, did you suss out a little bit of news right there?
2: Fauci has been telling him that Biden's travel ban is useless and shouldn't be.
5: Exactly. To me, that is a big damn thing. I personally have talked
4: to Tony Fauci many times in the last few weeks. And we both agree that not only the travel bans should be uh, released because not effective, but will disencourage the rest of the world to become public in key crucial data that can help the response to the pandemic.
5: CNBC, November 26th, the United States will restrict travel for non-U.S. citizens from South Africa and seven other countries starting Monday, part of a global effort to um, stem the spread of the Omicron, yada, yada. Uh, in in addition to South Africa, other countries included the new restrictions of Botswana, Zimbabwe, Namibia, Lesotho, Eswatini, Mozambique, Malawi. The decision came less. Oh, oh, sorry. There was no indication Friday of how long the bans will remain. President Biden said in a statement that moving forward, he will be, quote, guided by what the science and my medical team advises.
2: Well, it sounds like St. Fauci already has made a decision on how effective the travel
5: ban so so but wait a second so is Fauci did he always know that the travel ban was crap but say what he thought he should say to make Biden happy so that Biden. I think
2: he suffers from a case of wanting to say the thing to please the person that he's in the room with right now
5: right even though he knows it's terrible and it doesn't work if that's not something where...
2: Especially since there's already Omicron here, like, everywhere.
5: Right, right? even more. But then that's why he's equivocating, That's why he's equivocating. Else, that's why he's equivocating. Now, Fauci's been saying, and I've been seeing it for the last couple of weeks, that he hopes that we can ratchet down a travel ban soon. He hopes that we can. He hopes we can. It's his travel ban.
1: He hopes that we can right. ratchet
5: it down soon. Well, what, to, Why did you scare the old man into doing it? He hopes he can ratchet it down soon because he knows it's useless. That's why this guy is so freaking dangerous. And it's so scary to think that it's written right here that that Biden says that he'll be guided by what the science of my medical team advises. His medical team, Alice, has been uh, corrupted. That He should not.
2: Well, right. And so, like, I wonder how this plays out now in terms of things like. Uh, masking kids in school because I really and I know people have been saying this and you probably like hate this language but like what's the off-ramp for masking kids right like Mm -hmm. just like we're wondering what exactly is the off-ramp here for the travel ban that you're apparently going around telling people in private doesn't work or do anything like you know, what What are we going to hear he's been saying about masks in schools for elementary school kids like a year from now? Right. It, it, because the truth is, like, we don't know if that's an effective way to stop the virus. In fact, we know that it's not that effective a way. We're now, I think, what, five weeks after the vaccine being available for kids what are we doing here? Why are we still masking the lowest risk group in the country every day for the maximum amount of time possible at great risk to their mental development and health? I just, it's so weird to me that we're still doing this. And now that the vaccines have been available for the five to 11 year olds for this long, I'm wondering, you know, when do people feel like it's enough? Like, This would be an ideal time to reevaluate, to say, like, the kids can now get vaccines if their parents want them to. They were already
5: at the lowest risk. Now masks can be optional. Yeah, but Alice, we're not off ramping. We're finding more on ramps.
1: Well, right now, it's now been it's
5: now been mainstreamed that three year olds eat outside. Yeah. Yeah. They're eating outside. This is... this is, And that's fine to everybody. Yep. Absolutely. It's totally normal. Well, listen, parent, do you eat outside? No. Do you wear a mask? No. It's incredible. Here's Saki being asked about that.
3: But inside schools, there are often uh, you know very strict rules. Uh, for example, sometimes students are required to eat outside or eat disno yeah. for each other, not talk to each other while they're eating. Does the White House want to see those rules lifted as well to get back to a more normal school experience?
2: Well, schools are taking steps, especially since we've only recently approved uh through the C D C and FDA vaccines for five to eleven year olds, they're not approved for kids younger than that, to keep their kids safe and keep students safe. I will tell you, I have a three year old who goes to school, sits outside for snacks and lunch, wears a mask inside, and it's no big deal to him. I'm not saying that's the case for everybody,
5: but these are first of all, hello psycho. The <laughs> three year old goes outside for snacks and meals Comes back in. Wears a mask I mean, I for the rest DC of the day. I mean, DC is
2: warmer than here, but I think it's still pretty it's cold no out It's no big deal for kids.
5: him. Is a child able to emote comprehensively what's a big deal to him or not? And would a child necessarily know what is a uh, a damaging thing that's happening?
2: Would Would they know? Especially if all the adults the child loves and trusts are going, "This is fine. It's great. You love it." Right. It's no big it's deal. Weird psychotic abusive behavior. I'm sorry. Yes. It's so bad. It's so insane that we're normalizing this for children. And I don't know. This weekend I turned to you and said this after we got out of a place where we were supposed to mask where we didn't and I was thinking like I asked you, it was like, imagine if two years ago, right? So like November, December of twenty nineteen someone had told you this was all going to happen right and like people would be treating their own kids this way and behaving this way I mean it's how far we've come in terms of how we treat children especially but I mean all this stuff obviously like how we're acting and our level of risk assessment and all of that is just nuts but like especially how we treat kids and like the way people behave about it behave about masks and everything is just it's astonishing to me how quickly mm-hmm. it's changed and how 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 strongly people feel about something that they wouldn't have been able to envision themselves thinking two years ago.
5: Totally, Alice, totally. And I went to this, this- you
2: had told these like nice liberal parents two years ago that they would be putting a face covering on their kid every day for eight, nine hours and making them eat outside sitting on the ground over a disease that has less chance of killing them than the flu, those parents would have thought you were absolutely nuts. But right. th- they're all doing it. And not only are they all doing it, they're not doing it reluctantly. They're enthusiastic about it. And they think there's something wrong with you for not doing it.
5: Yeah. No, it's nuts. And I, I went to this mall today, which was not mask required. And probably 85% of people were wearing masks. Maybe even 90% were masks. And we, you and I went to a few destinations of note in um, in Connecticut all of which required masks, none of which we wore masks at. And, mm-hmm. and most of them, we were like the only one. Right, exactly. And that's what it's got to be. You've got to be the, you've got to just be the person who doesn't anymore. Enough, mm-hmm. enough. And I understand. And I like um, Scott Gottlieb, whatever. And he said, you know, as, as part of a, a, a like unifying amelioration, you know, it's at least some level of something if we wear masks, et cetera. And I understand what he's saying. Center, it, that you know, it's something that we can do that might do something somewhere, somehow, somewhere. But yep. that's why. <laughs> no, hold on. That's why you, Scott Gottlieb. Who? I- all right, we're back. We had dropped there for a second, but that's why these medical people. Gottlieb is not. His job is not to think about all the other aspects of this stuff. His job is to be an epidemiologist guy. That's his thing. So, so it, it's fine. And that's where you say, okay, thanks. I appreciate your thing. You're, you're saying that. But no, and people have to stop it. People have to. Nobody confronted us this weekend. Nobody confronted us this weekend. I get the feeling that a year ago they probably would have. But people are saying it's.
2: Yeah, it's, I think so. I think last year it would have been different. I mean, and we know this because like, we had kids. You know we kept our kids out of sports last year because they were all requiring masks like even the outdoor sports in the fall and and we didn't put them in and then you know this spring and summer they re- relax the outdoor sports requirements although i was taking the kids to the outdoor sports and not putting masks on them when it was still required and i just ignored and you know but but I think that that there was a general sense starting to happen that like the outdoors was OK. But the thing is now that like we're really in different territory than we were a year ago. We have better treatments. We have better vaccines. I mean, we have vaccines at all. We didn't have any vaccines last year at this time. Um, And and we've so much reduced the risks to other people outside yourself that there's really no reason to walk around wearing masks i mean there have been some really big mass studies that show that like maybe it makes a little difference in a totally unvaccinated vulnerable population maybe a tiny bit but that's not that doesn't translate to a population where everyone who's at risk is vax who's at risk is vaccinated multiple times over
5: there's just not there's no global consensus that our non medical efforts have done anything.
2: Right. It, it's, and I mean, I get it. I get the sense that, like, pre having vaccines and pre having treatments and monoclonal antibodies and all these different things. And I mean, whatever, if you're into ivermectin, that, it, whatever it is, like, we know so much more about how to treat this now and who is vulnerable and who's not that. You know, last year, even at this time, we were still a bit in the dark. So I kind of understand, like, a year and a half ago saying, you know, we don't know that much about this, and if this maybe helps a tiny bit, then let's go for it, right? But, like, now that's not true anymore. Now we have stuff that we know works, and we're still doing this thing that we're like, "Mm, maybe this does something we're not sure, but just, just do it come on like show of solidarity and that's not an argument anymore like we have to transition to covid being an endemic thing where we know people are going to get covid and it's just not that big a deal anymore right like we have to move from like every case is a big deal to you know it just being a normal thing that people
0: go through
5: right right but but you know how much of it alice is just sheer compliance for compliance sake. Like, I wonder if tomorrow morning there was a special presser and Biden said, OK, we've decided, we've discovered that you don't need to with all the uh, vaccines we have. No more social distancing is necessary. You can get rid of your masks and you can get back to normal settings and the, the, the risk is minuscule. Get back to your lives. I wonder if these people right now who are so convinced that all of stuff is such a matter of life and death, death would suddenly boom revert back immediately as if a hypnotist snapped them out of it. And I think they wouldn't
2: revert back. You saw this past spring when they initially did the thing, when they said like, Oh, well, you know, if you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. Like back in may or whatever that was. And a bunch of them like, wrote think pieces about how they didn't want to be mistaken for Trump supporters. Well those are and some Alice, like, but those are
5: psychotics, it's just a but sign I find hope... that
2: you care about other people so they're gonna keep doing it anyway.
5: Like Right, but I th- it... also think that there's another part of them, the left that would, because they just want to be told, what are the rules today? Okay, the rules <laughs> today are this. What are the rules today? I think but I, I do believe that there are some dead enders, like you're talking about true believers who just never who are now stuck. And that's a that's a psychological thing. But other mm-hmm. people I believe are just I mean, I, we know people who are doing this – we know people who are generally nice people who mean well, but they do things because those are the rules. Those are the rules. Are the, maybe actually – maybe it's, it has to do more with my whole thing of the don't walk sign. There are people who right. believe that there is – a the government is – the state is an institution that knows well, that can be can be a nurturing kind, mom and dad, and at the same time knows what's best for you. And it's just best that you cede over your own independent thought, your own uh, vetting, etc. You cede it over to the higher knowledge because government knows better. It's government. Government wouldn't know. Government knows, right? Government. It's a state. It's government. That's all the best people.
2: So your kids, by the way, were asking me as I was driving us home. They asked me if running a red light is really against the law. Right. Because you they. Seen you run red lights. All
5: Absolutely, the time. with some fervor, right here in Connecticut. <laughs>
2: so, they said, but not like really against
5: the law, right? Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> it's like, no, they're not a suggestion. When the light is I red, you're disagree. not supposed to drive through it. You leave. But it, congratulations! They... they don't trust the government telling them when it's safe to make the car go or not. Good so success on that front, I guess. Good. For you. Good. I did tell them it's illegal.
5: Remember government, Alice. Government let the virus get here, let it fester. Government told us to go watch movies and go enjoy Chinatown and go Mm -hmm. on cruises. Government Go get
2: told us so, so much. Government more told risk private risk industry risk to stop risk trying
5: risk. to make tests. No, you're not allowed to make tests. Government knew so much about viruses coming down the 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 aisle. Fauci knew so much that our stockpiles were depleted. Government was so good at this that it's now a year number two. He was in charge of that, two.
2: honey. He was in charge of vaccines. Right oh yeah, there.
5: that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. He was. He's the pitcher who's only responsible for the strikes he throws, not the balls. <laughs> right. It's like never never. I mean, I'm like that's a good question. And maybe I'll ask it tomorrow. What's the moment you lost faith in government? For me, it's like, um, wait a second. There's planes flying freely, full of um terrorists down the east coast, and we don't have anything to do. We can't do anything about it. No, we're gonna fly some F-15s and make sure all the other planes that aren't terrorists have to have to land. that can't fly around. We'll shut down the world for a while. Like, really? Okay, doesn't seem great. Back to my, um, you know, there was a time, like in 1959, in Avon, when they put in the uh, Ajax missiles, that they assumed, you know, they thought ahead and said, you know, there's a chance, off chance, I understand, that Russians will fly over the North Pole ice caps, over Canada, down the eastern seaboard, just in case we're going to set these things up and have guys here willing to... But no, the other bureaucracies now like with the with the, the CDC etc. No, they I mean they only do diseases. They're, you know what they are Alice? They're the people at Starbucks. People just keep on coming and expecting us to be dealing with coffee. That's not our thing. Same with CDC, you, you know, we don't you know, it's it's a funny thing, you know. We don't really deal with it. it's, ugh, just do your freaking job. Ugh. Are you still there?
2: Yeah, I'm here. Right. I like that. I enjoy it. Oh, good
5: uh okay what is next what is next let's see
2: chris wallace leaving
5: oh yeah yeah. so this is one of the things that makes me unpopular with people i think chris wallace was great for many years i think the last couple years trump broke him and he got emotional and couldn't really deal with
2: it i think he was still good on other things just not mm -hmm. trump though Sure. you know what I mean? Sure, yeah. Like so, I so feel so like he, he still he, pressed other people yeah, that were Yes, so he,
5: he um, announced today that he's leaving. He's going to CNN's new, their new online thing. And CNN may, Plus. Right, CNN Plus. Maybe it'll be a thing. Maybe it'll be good, like CNN was at one time, somewhat. Anyway. Um, so anyway, so I wanted to go and just remind people what Chris Wallace was like back, way back when. Let's start most recently. This is Chris Wallace with Hillary Clinton. Sorry. Sorry. There we go.
3: The emails. Yes. I want to ask you about just one aspect of them, and that's what you told the American people.
1: I did not email any... Um, classified material to anyone on my email.
5: So remember, this is the Democratic nomination, nominee for president. He's springing this on her as she sits there right now. This is the guy giving her both barrels.
1: There is no classified materials. I am confident that I never sent nor received any information that was classified at the time I had uh, not sent. Uh, classified material, nor received anything uh, marked classified.
3: After a long investigation, FBI Director James Comey said none of those things that you told the American public were true.
1: Chris, that's not what I heard Director Comey say, and I thank you for giving me the opportunity to, uh, in my view, clarify. Director Comey said that my answers were truthful, and what I've said is consistent with what I have told the American people. How
5: beautiful Clinton is she, by the way? How
2: what I've is said that? is consistent with what I've said.
1: Right. That there were decisions discussed and made to classify retroactively certain of the emails.
5: How, oh, by, by the way, lawyerly, there were decisions discussed and made. You know, nice and just, the, just in empty light platitude. It's so, it's so lawyer-speaking.
1: I was communicating with over 300 people in my emailing. They certainly did not believe and had no reason to believe that what they were sending was classified. Now, in retrospect, different agencies come in and say, well, it should have been, but that's not what was happening in real time.
3: But in a congressional hearing on July 7th, Director Comey directly contradicted what you had told the public.
1: Secretary Clinton said there was nothing marked classified on her emails either sent or received. Was that true? That's not true. Secretary 3D Clinton 3D said, 3D. I did not email any classified material to anyone on my email. There is no classified material. Was that true? Uh,
3: there was classified material emailed. He directly contradicted what you Well, I. And let me just. just yeah. uh, he not only directly contradicted what you said, he also said in that hearing that you were extremely careless and negligent.
1: Well, Chris, I looked at the whole transcript of everything that was said, and what I believe is number one, I made a mistake not using two different email addresses. I have said that, and I repeat it again today. It is certainly not anything that I ever would do again. I take classification seriously. I relied on and had every reason to rely on the judgments of the professionals with whom I worked.
5: How's that throwing under the bus, by the way, at the end there? (laughs)
1: <laughs>
2: I know. <laughs> but there you go.
5: So that's Chris Wallace, Wallace and that was probably damaging to her, it, g- absolutely giving it to her. And he gave to gave it to other people, too. This is him uh, going after Reagan. This is during Iran-Contra. This is a follow-up question. But
3: on, on the, if I may follow up, sir, on that first point, your own chief of staff, Mr. Reagan, has said that the U.S. condoned Israeli shipments of arms to Iran and aren't you in effect sending the very message you always said you didn't want to send aren't you saying to terrorists either you or your state sponsor which in this case was iran can gain from
5: the holding of hostages
3: no because i don't see where the kidnappers or the hostage holders gained anything they didn't get anything
5: right but he's stuck it he's doing a job of a reporter like we should which is great which is why this guy was was a good reporter and just to end it all uh, also it's just something that I found that I found charming, uh, Alice. I don't know if you had time to watch it, but yeah. Chris Wallace had a sit-down with Nancy and Ronald Reagan in 1985. And while they're getting ready, all the tech people are putting stuff together, the lighting and putting microphones on. them. They're shooting the breeze together. Nancy, as she was so playful, Nancy, as they, they, Ronald's sitting there, Nancy comes over and jumps on his lap. And and then this is how uh, this is how it, it ensues with Chris Wallace reading the words. Is this the way you
0: have
5: it?
3: <laughs> I hope we're rolling.
0: And <laughs> mine? <Am> <laughs> how do you want to
3: do this? <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fine with me. <laughs>
4: the only thing I object to is you go boat off that light. <laughs>
5: He said, Reagan said, the only thing I object to is you go off that light. Now listen to this.
3: <laughs> you can take them out of Hollywood, right? But <laughs> what, did, what, did that, what did you say, gobo off that light, Mr. Mean? President? Hmm? What did you say, go off that gobo. light? What's that mean? Well, that's, well, that, like
0: in Hollywood, when there's
3: lighting a scene, and then they only want, let's say, say that light there, they only want the top half of it. right. Uh, oh, I think in there then they have on the same kind of racks like that well, they have big black bars.
5: So the thing was is that Nancy's head was obstructing some of the light and she's and so they were joking about it. And anyway, I just thought it was like a charming piece of just the the rhetoric between them, kind of the yeah. the small talk. And I thought that was great.
2: Yeah, certainly an interesting guy and uh frustrating sometimes especially with the trump stuff right but, but
5: then again, i don't know but as, i like okay go ahead chris wallace comes from a time when everything was I, I mean there was chaos probably more in his day but there was symmetry you were a reporter you were uh to afflict the powerful that's what you did so you gave it to whoever was in power and it, you know and 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 you were there, were there were parameters of what would be acceptable parameters of what wouldn't be acceptable and i think i think that you know trump came in and and i think it was a service he kind of blew that whole thing up because in that it, that uh, symmetrical uh grid democrats have have insinuated themselves into the whole thing and moved it to the left and so Trump wasn't having it. Oh, so- right.
2: Or, like, created different standards, sure. right? Like, watch this with Clinton in the 90s, where there was, like, one standard for Clinton telling the truth and sleeping with interns and whatever else. And But, like, Republicans were still obs- expected to adhere to this moral code that Democrats had thrown totally out the window.
5: Exactly. Exactly. So I think he's, I, I mean, he, I think he he... He flamed out in the last couple of years, but I think he's done I think he's done overall really good work. So yeah. what
2: do you think about him going to CNN plus because I've seen like a few different takes on this and I'm curious your thoughts like first of all, do you think CNN plus is going to be I mean like who goes out? Who's the customer for that? Who goes C- out and pays for CNN plus?
5: Well, it, CNN's about to be, if it's not already done, under different ownership and this cat who's about to be running it is seems like a fox news kind of guy seems like a conservative so who knows what cnn's going to be uh, Is cnn well, plus right, as currently so constituted is like- currently constituted like cnn plus uh, if stay if it's if it's got the same you know branding values as being an activist place that's totally rubbish and i don't know who would do it i mean maybe they're hoping i mean that just shows you my god i mean i feel
2: like even with fox right like because so fox has like fox nation mm-hmm. right that you can pay for that's this extra thing you and i don't pay for it and right. i think we'd probably be in the target constituency for it um you know although it's been tempting like tucker's full kyle rittenhouse interview is a fox nation thing this january 6th documentary is a fox nation thing which from the rumors coming out of fox the january 6th thing is one of the things that you know chris wallace and i think i also heard brett bear objected to um, that would make sense they're straight news guys um but you know it it's interesting to me because i obviously fox is really trying to make the fox nation thing happen right like they have tucker doing these Mm -hmm. extra shows tucker carlson today on there and All this stuff, and they, I mean, like, half of Tucker's show now is generally an advertisement for buying Fox Nation. Right. Is it not? Which is annoying, frankly. But, I I mean, I get it, right? So, they're trying to sell paid content. And I, even though I'm not paying for it, I think I understand who the customer for Fox Nation is. Right? Mm Mm-hmm like i know people who will go pay to watch the kyle rittenhouse interview or the january 6th documentary or like more tucker interviews or whatever because they enjoy the content and like it but like i just i'm not sure i understand and uh, granted like we haven't seen what cnn is going to become and what cnn plus is going to be but i'm not sure i understand who's going to go out and pay money for more chris wallace content
5: uh it would have to. We'd have to see more the landscape of CNN plus of what the I mean, like what campaign I just is. It can't be. It. it can't be more. I, like, Don I Lemon. mean, like
2: I like Chris Wallace. Okay, right. But like for me, like the people that the people I know that are into Fox News think Chris Wallace is a traitor, and are like basically with this news coming out, are like, well, he always belonged at CNN anyway, right. so. Good riddance to him right like i've heard that from multiple people i've also kind of heard people say like while well, he's past his prime he's done he's old he's just moving on to this like nothing platform where it's not going to get any viewers and he's like fading away which i disagree with like i don't think he would be making that move if he thought that's what it was right he also like-
5: said in a statement that he wanted to do something different from like hard news <laughs> so
2: so uh, yeah, I'm unclear on like what this. We don't means. know
5: enough else to make the to yeah. make the the to make the. Uh, deter- but
2: I'm curious. I'm curious about what it means that mm-hmm. CNN Plus is going to be. I'm curious about what they think the target audience for this is, and what they think he's going to be doing now. Well,
5: because we just enough. What, it's what,
2: what, un- it's not clear to me from any of the statements like what this is going to be.
5: Yeah, we well we don't know because we don't know what it is.
2: Thank you so much, everyone, as always, for joining us. Um, we are moving over to Patreon to do a little bit more of a Patreon show over there. So if you're already with us on Patreon, you can head over there and get that extra show. Um, we're going to talk a little Spider-Man, hopefully, if Tom will play my audio that I sent him. No guarantees there. And um and relationships and um, yeah so you can find that at, at patreon.com slash burn barrel and then always for free we're at twitter uh, on twitter as at burn barrel pod at facebook.com slash burn barrel podcast burn barrel uh, our videos are on our rumble channel where
0: we're burn barrel podcast Hold up.